Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good afternoon and good night. And the reason why we say good afternoon is because we're here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno with Happy Business Radio from 2 till 3 every Monday afternoon. And thank you so much for listening. And I say good morning, good afternoon and good night is because after we've been on radio here, thanks to Ron from Podcast City, it is podcasted around the world to over 40 countries at the moment. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has shared the program and told all their friends about it because that's how we're growing to all these other countries. We've got students here, we've got business people here, and we've got uh, students overseas who are studying businesses in many, many of the countries. Of course, all the countries that listen to us uh, through the podcast, and they send me messages to say, look, I've just heard it, or thank you for doing this or that or whatever. And they comment about our speakers and our uh, interesting ladies who we had on, the, the gentlemen that we've had on, or some other professors or, you know, all the different. We have topics for all over. And if there's a particular topic you'd like to hear, let me know. But thank you so much for listening. And thank you, of course, for supporting Radio Italia Uno and supporting all our supporters. Now, this week, just before I introduce my guest, I've got to say... Thank you and hello to a couple of my French listeners. And we've been having a banter about the Australian uh, um, soccer team that um, unfortunately lost against France. And, of course, already I've been getting messages from my friends in Tunisia uh, teasing me about the Australian uh, soccer team and the Tunisian team. So I've, I've placed a few bets for two or three glasses of wine or two or three bottles of beer. <laughs> with my Tunisian friends. So thank you for listening and, um, of course, keep in touch. That's how I know what countries the message is coming from because I get messages from somebody saying thank you for this or that or can you tell me more about this or how can I get in touch with this person or that person. So like I keep saying, please, if you need help, let me know and, and I'll help you. And, look, if I can't help you, I guarantee I know who can, you know, or I'll ask one of my other contacts and we network the networks all the time. So, you know, I'll find somebody that can help you. And, of course, it doesn't matter where you are in the world today. Technology can help. We can Zoom. We can call. We can do so many things and send each other messages. And and thank you so much for doing that. Now, my special guest today is a gentleman that I've, I've met a year or so ago already. Uh, yeah, 12 months or so ago. Just time flies, you know. But my friend is called Brian Lee. And Brian has had such an interesting life. You know, like a lot of people go through life and things happen to them. But Brian, I really admire the fact that you've made things happen and you've made things happen for you and you've helped a lot of people along the way. Brian, like, you know, he's he's retired, he's a senior citizen and uh, enjoying life as a senior citizen, but he's done just so many things. When he first started school was at Port Nalunga South, which is... 20, 30 k's south of uh, Adelaide in South Australia. Then he went to Willunga High. And the funny thing about it was uh, Willunga High had just started when he was ready to go to high school. So that's how long ago he, he went there. But 
the, he was a founding member of the first group of students that went to Wollonga High. Wollonga is about 40, 50 k's south of Adelaide in a beautiful, beautiful area, um, not far from the beach and set nicely in the hills, in the foothills. And, of course, he was also the found when he was ready to go to university, they started a university just for him. Just happened to be now one of the most popular universities in the world. Flinders University in Adelaide is known for its medical and a certain research that it does. And it's and Brian was a founding member of the Flinders University. And, uh, of course, when he graduated with a degree and, and teaching um, degree, he was founding member of a, another school, which happened to be just here in the foothills of, of Adelaide, and he got visited by the Queen. So we'll talk about that as well. You know, like to, to attract the Queen to your school, you have to do something really special. And just think about it. This gentleman has done so many firsts. It's incredible. And, of course, we'll talk about some of the other things he's, he's done. So I'm just wanting to... Uh, let you know that it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter where you are now, it's where you want to be that counts. And of course, it's more importantly, it's make life happen. Live life and make it happen. Don't just let it happen. You know, so Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Peter. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with uh, Radio Italia uh, Uno. And thank you very much for inviting me on the show. And thank you for for such a, a kind uh, introduction to Peter. Well, and thank you to you too, Ron. Yeah, look, it's not about being kind. It's a matter of, I, I'm, you know, the, the truth is the truth. And the fact is, when I look through your resume of things that you've just done, and this is just a, a quick pricey of it, I, I'm, I'm very impressed. The fact is that you've not let the grass grow under your feet, <laughs> you know, sort of say. And uh, the fact is what you've achieved in your life is, is quite remarkable. And, and the fact is that you've done a lot of things for the community where a lot of people are so selfish and they just say, me, me, me. You know. Now, I'm saying this. It doesn't matter what country you are, wherever you are listening to this or wherever whoever you ask you know, forward to, you can live a pretty wonderful life doing lots of wonderful things and helping a lot of people. And I know that you have done that. So we're going to talk about just some of the things that you have done. And Brian, um, obviously you you went to uh, Port and Lunga South Primary School. From there you went to Alunga High, which was one of the first students there. The, the interesting thing, Peter, is at that time, Wollonga High School was the only high school available for students uh, in that area. It was their preferred high school. There was another high school that was down a little bit further north, um, Seacombe High School. But that's and, quite a uh, long way away from there. So it it's is, a 40 k's distance. It is, it is quite <laughs> a distance. And I can remember the, the, the bus trip to Wollonga High School from pretty well Christie's Beach every day. It was in terms the old technology uh, in terms of uh, miles. It was, it was 12 miles, uh, Peter, from... Uh, Christie's Beach to Wollonga High School and then the return trip at night. So and it'd it's take a, over half an hour because it would take of the more roads. than half an hour. Yeah, and then the roads were quite bumpy at that time. They were, they yeah. were, Peter. They're not yeah. the roads that we have there today. Yeah. No, the thing is that it was the only school in the whole southern area of, you know, south of the city, really, because it, 
It Se- was. Seacombe High is in the metropolitan it was. area. It, there may have been high schools further south, the, uh, Victor Harbour. Victor Harbour, uh, but that's like 50 it, k's it, or it more. It is a long way away. 100 k's. And, uh, and yeah. the, the interesting thing, after the completion of of year 11 at uh, Wollonga High School, there was no 12, year 12 option. Yep. Uh, and for that uh, one year, I uh, had to travel from Christie's Beach to uh, Seacombe High School. Yep. It's not called Seacombe High School now. It's got another name, but Seacombe High School. The, yep. the, um, at the time it was. At the time, yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah, so the fact is that um, just to let everybody know that uh, South Australia, way back in the early 50s, 60s, 70s, and even in the 80s, we didn't have a lot of schools, <laughs> you know, um, and they were quite, especially in country areas. And Wollonga is definitely classed as a country area, way down south of the city. And a lot of people, you know, still don't go down that far because I think it's a way out in the country. But to to know that you've come from a country school like Port Nalunga South or Port Nalunga Primary School, which is a, a holiday resort area, used to be, where people used to go to Christie's Beach Caravan Park or the Port Nalunga Caravan Park for holidays, you know. And, and that's the only time that people went down there. Nowadays, there's a main highway all the way there, you know, and people live in the area and work in the city. So it's all changed. But the, the fact that you were there and you did that, then you, when you became a teacher you, and you went down to Bordertown. Which my, my first appointment um, was to Bordertown High School in the, the southeast mm-hmm. um, and I would have been down there in about 65. Um, oh, no, Bordertown High School, I think I started Bordertown High School about 1970. Yep. Uh, Peter, just to get my times yeah, right. But see, um, Bordertown, just for the sake, even the people in Adelaide have not been to Bordertown. Yeah. You know, it's a city, they call it Bordertown because it's on the border of South Australia and West uh, Victoria. It's just west of the border uh, on, on the South Australian side. And, um, but it's a, it's a four, five hour drive now if it, you go on the highway. It so. used to be then, Peter, a three hour uh, trip. Yep. Uh, from from where I lived at Christie's Beach was a little bit south of Adelaide to yep. Bordertown. It was was pretty well three hours. I think with the modern roads now, it, it is probably perhaps a little bit shorter. But yep. uh, you, you know, it's still it's a, still the same it's speed three, on the road. Yeah, it's a three four hour trip from yeah, Adelaide. It is, and and it's a three hundred nearly four hundred k's away. It is from Adelaide, so it is. it's you know it's still a long way. It's an appreciable trip. Yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a. It's quite a long way from Adelaide. But the fact that you lived in that area and then from there you went to Millicent, which is another well, school, the, another southeast school. The, the interesting thing about the education department at that time, it was a, a much smaller education department uh, than, than it is now. Um, and after teaching for four years and marrying um, in uh, Bordertown, um, I was offered a, a promotion to a senior master in mathematics and physics. Mm-hmm. And I was contacted by the superintendent of the um, education department and he said to me, his name I, I remember was Keith Hammond. He said to me, Brian, look, we, we know that you love gliding because in my four years at Bordertown, Peter, yep. I learnt to fly gliders. The superintendent, Peter, knew that uh, I was interested in 
lighting and he said to me, look, we have a number of positions we'd like to offer you. We can offer you Wyler, we can offer you Balaclava, we can offer you Millicent, what would you like to do? Things don't happen like that now in the education department. <laughs> there's, there's certainly not that personal uh, touch, uh, Peter. Yes. Uh, because uh, my wife and her family lived um, in Bordertown, um, I opted to go to Millicent, which was probably the closest of those options I mentioned to, mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Bordertown High School. But uh, very rewarding years in Millicent, where Actually, I continued my flying. Yeah, this this brings me to another thing because the fact is while you were teaching and while you were doing all the other things of setting up the school and working and, and do the mathematics and the and the physics and all the stuff that you did at the school, you took up gliding as a well, hobby. <laughs> I took up gliding when I was a teacher at Bordertown High yeah. School in the four years and, you know, and, uh, and, and progressed slowly through the, their fleet of gliders in, um, and the gliders that I was flying there that I mentioned to you before was a, the final glider was called an open uh, Cirrus, which is a high performance fiberglass glider for its time. Mm-hmm. And in that glider, I did uh, quite a number of 500k uh, triangles out in return from Bordertown. In fact, um, just if the listeners have got any idea of of the local topology of, of, of Australia, South Australia and Victoria. It's a, it's a flight from a border town to just the other side of Horsham, lakes, the other side of Horsham called Green Lakes, and then a, a, a turn uh, then left to uh, Sea Lake, which is uh, quite a distance from Horsham to the north, and then a turn again uh, at um, Sea Lakes and a glide across the little desert uh, back to Bordertown. That that flight would take a little bit over five hours, um, averaging a speed of um, a bit over 100 kilometres an hour for a 500-kilometre triangle. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take a break because we've gone 15 minutes already. <laughs> what, what I'll do, I'll come back and talk more about that part of the triangle because uh, I think a lot of people might be interested in learning a little bit more about gliding as well. Mm. And how you've what certainly you've done well, with I can it. give them a little bit yeah. of information, a yeah. little bit more technical information. If, okay, thank you. you Let's take a break. Thanks, Ron. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions. You're experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250-gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Yo, ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, granito, marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 82 
666-6280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home. And just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us. Which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies, yeah! Hi, I'm Jamie Limura. I'm Lee Harrison. Join us every second Sunday night from 7pm on Negative Camber, the official motorsport show of Scuderia Ferrari Club Adelaide. Whether it's karting, supercars, MotoGP, Formula One, we talk all the latest news and results in the motorsport world. Negative Camber, every second Sunday from 7pm on Radio Italia 1, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening, of course. It's our pleasure to be here today and every day that we're here at Radio Italia Uno and on Happy Business Radio. And of course, thanks to Ron, it's podcasted around the world. You can listen to this show anytime you like because you can go back on the podcast and listen to it. Unfortunately, with radio shows, once they're aired, it's very hard to go back and hear it again. But the beauty of having a podcast is that you can go back, you can hear it again and again. You can uh, find out what questions you wanted to ask and send me a message and uh, We'll, we'll get them answered for you. And my special guest today is Brian Lee. The, the reason why I brought Brian on was just to let people realise that it doesn't matter, you know, what's happening in your life, how you can actually make things happen. And I really appreciate the fact that Brian has had a, a lot to do with a lot of different things. What is really interesting is he's always made things happen. And that's what's the problem in the world today. A lot of people say, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Yes, it is. You're the one that controls what happens to you. You're the one that controls how it affects you. You're the one that controls what to do about it. So, you know, you can plan. And we talked about that all year, about how important it is to plan, how important it is to for businesses to grow and how important it is to check what's happening and have a, a contingency plan. And, and especially now the whole world has gone through COVID, the whole world knows how important it is to have a, a plan A and a plan A plus and a plan A, A, but it's also important to have a plan B and sometimes a plan C. But And that's what this is all about. Now, Brian, you were at down south or we say the southeast of the, the state and uh, you were down at Bordertown. Then you moved to Millicent. But before you moved to Millicent, you'd already started gliding and learning how to glide. But you also participated in a championship, like a, a gliding championship. I did. I did. I um, competed in, in a couple of uh, national uh, titles mm-hmm. uh, in a glider, a, a standard uh, label, which was a 15-metre standard class uh, glider. 
and they were mostly events that were run out of uh, Renmark and Wakery at, at the time. Mm-hmm. So you travelled a long way to go to the nationals. <laughs> I travelled. I travelled a, a distance. It wasn't that far to to, to get to Wakery and and to uh, Renmark, but yeah, there, there was there was a, a little bit of travelling, and yep. I guess the only reason I competed is that they were relatively close to uh, Border Town and to Millicent. Uh, well, Peter. when you say close, it's a five-hour drive or yeah, six-hour drive. Yeah, <laughs> That's not a lot. That's you know, not, the, that's not a lot in is, Australia, is it? <laughs> when we, when you live in Australia and you travel five or six hundred kilometres, especially if you live in the country, you don't think that's far. You see, from somebody from the city of Adelaide to go down to Mount Gambia, they think, "Wow, that's four hundred kilometres away." But a person who lives in Mount Gambia will drive, or border town, will drive to Adelaide in the morning have lunch, have a couple of business appointments and drive home that evening or that afternoon and think nothing of it. And it's a round trip of, you know, eight to 12 hour driving and, and think nothing of it. Where most people, if they had to drive eight or 12 hours, you know, they'd, they'd plan a picnic lunch and they'd, they'd plan a three-day trip, you know. So that's the difference between living in the country in Australia. So, but what is really interesting, this um, Silver Sea that you um, think is that the championship? No, that, no. The Silver the... Sea is is a, a gliding accreditation. Yes, uh, that is gained, and it's gained. Um, let me think. From a a cross country flight with an outlanding. Yep. It is gained with a, a height uh, gain of of so many meters, and it's and then a, a cross country flight of uh, five hundred kilometers. Yep. Wow. See, this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand gliding, but it takes a lot of planning, a lot of work to, to become a glide person who can glide it. And, and the fact is there's no engine in these planes. You've got to be towed up high, let go, and then you've got to catch the draft to go up. You're normally towed up to 2,000 uh, feet or so and, and released. You're yep. towed up with a, um, a power plane. In the case uh, of Millicent, we used a... Um, a tri-pacer, but a lot of clubs use crop dusters, uh, high Cessnas performance. or something like that. Well, some of, the, some of them do use Cessnas, um, Peter. They tow the gliders up a little bit quicker. Yep. You're released at um, 2,000 feet or so. Mm-hmm. And then what you have to do is you have to find what is called a, a thermal. The thermal is a, is rising air. Mm. It's it, air that's been heated differentially on the ground uh, and it rises uh, and it rises depending on on a, a number of factors. It depends on the on the weather and and the inversion layer at the time. Mm-hmm. But the hot air will continue to rise until perhaps a cloud is formed uh, on the top, where it, it, the air condenses and and forms a cloud. Yep. So it's generally those clouds called cumulus clouds that are formed. That are the clouds that most glider pilots uh, look for if they're flying uh, with clouds. Right. Um, if they're not flying with clouds, then then they they can generally uh, find um, uh, what are called blue thermals, or they can fly across country. How do you spot? You, can, you can't you can't spot um, on a clear day without clouds, Peter. You just yeah. have to hope that you um, that you come across a thermal that that, that is strong enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're flying across uh, country, you uh, the speed at which you fly. And the speed at which you average around a course depends 
on the value um, of the lift that you fly through. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, if the day is developing and, and getting better and you know that the thermals are going to be uh, uh, lifting you up uh, at, at a much greater rate in, in, th in so many thousands feet a minute, they're, they're measured in, in what is called knots, you fly faster. Wow. Um, this, and I mean, to me, it's very interesting. I mean, I, to, do, to do a 500-kilometre triangle, that means you, you're up there the whole time trying to find a thermal to keep you up, up you, you, there. Well, you're flying. But you're flying, moving along at 100 kilometres an hour at the same time. You've, you're flying, <laughs> you're, you're flying um, uh, pretty quickly. You know that you're going to find good lifts so you can afford to fly um, very quickly and then you'll, uh, you'll uh, find a thermal. You have what is called an, uh, um, an instrument in there that indicates to you what the lift is. It's an audio signal and the frequency of the audio signal increases as the lift increases and if you think that the thermal is good enough, uh, you'll do um, 10 turns in it and gain some height and then continue. If it's, the strength is not good enough, you'll pull up. Perhaps you've gained 1,000 feet by pulling up in the thermal when you decide it's not strong enough, you just push the nose down again and pick your speed up and continue. Wow. So there is a, 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 a theory um, called, uh, there is an instrument that is in your glider that you, it's probably changed now with modern technology, but it used to be called a, a McCready speed to fly ring and you'd set it at 10 knots and then your, your instrument would show you the speed you should be flying at. Wow. Um, but technology would have changed that because it was a considerable number of years ago, but the, the theory would still be the same. Yeah. The, the, the better lift that you experience, the faster you fly. Of course. And coming home uh, from a long flight, like um, from Sea Lake to Bordertown, where the thermals are starting to weaken, then you would, then you would bring your uh, speed uh, back so your uh, lift drag uh, would be uh, greater. So you'd be losing uh, less height at a lower um, speed. speed. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Fair enough. So you were at Millicent there for a long time at, and uh, over nine years. I was, I was um, chief flying instructor yep. of the Millicent Gliding Club for, for nine years. Yep. Um, very, very memorable uh, time. Of, in fact, I only just uh, went down to Millicent with some friends for a year reunion but they were they were wonderful years and um, in my time I taught uh, a lot of students uh, to fly gliders and sent a considerable number of students uh, solo wow fantastic see so you've you've done a lot for the community as well you know well <laughs> so I, I guess it's almost inherent in a teacher tends uh, to involve um, um, themselves in the community Peter some, uh, I think, I think <laughs> Look, you, you good, usually give with all you due usually give to a, a yeah. community. With all due respect, there's good teachers and there's bad teachers, you know, <laughs> and some are good. But now, look, I've got a, I've got the utmost respect for teachers. I, you know, unfortunately, they couldn't teach me very much. <laughs> but look, no jokes aside. The other thing would happen, which was um, especially now, just recently, the Queen uh, of England passed away. So there was a lot publicity and promotions and stuff about that. But you had the pleasure of meeting the Queen when you set up at Aberfoyle Park Primary School, which again was the first of its school of its kind, and uh, you set I, up a computer I actually, program. I actually um, accepted uh, um, a demotion, uh, really, to win an openly yeah. advertised 
a position at Aberfour Park High School, mm -hmm. uh, Peter. And uh, in that time, uh, uh, another teacher, uh, uh, Barry Thompson, and I um, set up a uh, purposefully designed computing centre. And in uh, 1986, uh, a queen visited. Yep. Okay, we'll come back and we'll talk about that because we've got to take a break. We've gone over time at the moment. Our independence is everything. Brazier Mobility has been creating independence for people for over 30 years. Brazier Mobility specialises in tailored vehicle solutions to keep you active ensuring your vehicle modification suits your needs, offering you unlimited freedom. Brazier Mobility boasts a team of highly skilled technicians working in a state-of-the-art facility located here in South Australia. No compromises are made when it comes to client satisfaction. Call them for a friendly chat on 1800 Brazier or visit their website braziermobility.com.au. Brazier Mobility, creating independence. When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them 8232-3006 to book or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Hi, this is David Heath and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Radio Italia Uno every Monday from 2 to 3 with Happy Business Radio. And like I keep saying, please support the people that support our station. If you hear somebody advertise a product or service, please go along and see them, go to their businesses and say, hey, I heard about you on Radio Italia Uno. They'll be very pleased to hear that. Somebody came to see them. <laughs> and, of course, we have some wonderful, wonderful sponsors. And, of course, if you'd like to uh, promote your service your, or, you know, uh, a product or a service that you have, please get in touch with us, get in touch with me, get in touch with Mark at Radio Italia Uno and just say, look, you heard it on the Happy Business Radio and you'd like to sponsor the show or you'd like to promote your product or your service. Now, my special guest today is Brian Lee. We've been talking to Brian about several different things, but, you know, it's about planning your life, 
um, with, with you know making things happen instead of just letting things happen. And we're also talking about like who are you going to attract in your life now. Brian has been doing lots of things. He was a, a teacher and uh, he worked in Border Town, which is down way down southeast of uh, our state of South Australia, n- near the border of Victoria, which is a, a joining state. He went to Millicent, which is in that same location, which we call the southeast. But while he was there, he didn't only just teach maths and science and all the product subjects. He also got involved in the community in a big way with the gliding club. And he was at the Millicent Gliding Club for over nine years and also as a the main instructor there, as well as being a teacher at the school, he was also an instructor at the gliding club, but also participated in championships and, and uh, national championships. But when he finally came to Adelaide, he applied for a position at a new school which was started in Aberfoyle Park, which is just south of the city of Adelaide. And he applied for that and it was like a, a lottery almost, wasn't it, Brian, that uh, they was had to a, pick? Because it was the newest of South Australian secondary schools then, Peter, it was yep. uh, all the positions for staff were openly advertised. And as I previously mentioned, I was a deputy principal at Millicent High School at the time. I applied for a position with a, a very good colleague of mine, uh, David Mitchell, and he was the English senior master and I was the mathematics senior master at uh, Millicent High School. And yep. uh, we went to um, Aberfoyle Park High School on a joint ticket. Um, it was his uh, responsibility to set up the English department and mine to set up the Mathematics department. Mm-hmm. And you set up the mathematics department, but you also set up a computer program uh, well, programming uh, system. Uh, the Aberfoyle Park High School had been designed, but it had not had a, a computing facility designed within it. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, uh, a colleague of mine, Barry Thompson, and I um, uh, set up the computing department at, at Aberfoyle Park High School which was really the first purposefully designed uh, computing facility in a South Australian secondary school. Mm. Well, that was, I mean, it, you know, this is amazing because by doing that, you attracted the attention of the public, the government, and internationally that the Queen was coming to South Australia and obviously they needed to bring her to somewhere to show her what we were doing and the publicity, and you ended up attracting the Queen to come to your school. Yeah, we were fortunate enough in 1986 to have uh, Queen Elizabeth open the Aberfoyle Park High School uh, Computing Centre. She spent you know, considerable time looking at a number of other areas in the school, but she came and she opened the uh, uh, computing area at Aberfoyle Park High School, which was which was a big thing for the school and and uh, and for the local community at the time, Peter. Yep, and for and for me, of course, yep. uh, too. Now, Brian, I know that you're a bit of a practical joker, and you've got a, a little story that I'd like you to tell us. Well, I can uh, tell you a little story yeah. about the Queen's visit. Uh, the principal, um, Peter Robinson, and I went out and we purchased a a gold Parker a fountain pen for the Queen to sign the visitor's book uh, <laughs> in the computing area out there in her visit. And at the uh, at the time, there were uh, quite a lot of um, security guards uh, around at the time. It was a, a time where security was at a, at a um, premium. 
But uh, she left the computing area after signing the visitor's book uh, and she left the gold fountain pen uh, on the desk. Now, I uh, picked it up and put it in my pocket at the time. And then later in the afternoon, uh, the principal came to me and he said, look, I sent the school secretary down to find the uh, visitor's book and the gold pen, Brian, but uh, she found the visitor's, visitor's book, but there was no gold pen. And I looked him in the eye and I said, Peter, I don't know how I'm going to tell you this. I've been thinking about this for some time. But when the Queen finished signing the visitor's book, she put the cap back on the gold pen and she put it in a handbag, <laughs> which is not quite true. So now what could a principal do? There was no way that a principal was going to go to the Premier of the State or the Minister of Education and ask for the Queen to return the gold pen. <laughs> <laughs> so for the next two years, I had the gold pen and at our executive meetings, I'd have one of my friends down the back say, Brian, could I borrow your pen, please? I've got an important document to sign and I want to use your pen. And I'd pass it down the table, pass the principal and, and my friend had signed the document and pass it back. I kept the pen for two years and when the principal, whose name was Peter Robinson, uh, retired, uh, I presented him with the Queen's Gold Pen. <laughs> and told him it had gone past his nose several times. <laughs> told him it had gone past his nose quite a number of times. Yes. You're a rat bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, look, the, the point is that you, you've um, done all these sort of things in your life and you've done a lot of other things that you've set up, you know. So what I'm trying to encourage people to do is look at where they are in their life and look at, like I said, you know, make things happen, not just let them happen. And plan on how you can make things happen. Look at what you can do for the community, how you, uh, by enjoying being a glider, you know, yourself, and then you became an instructor and then you became, uh, you know, running the club down there. But also you've done some sailing. You've done a lot of sailing. Well, when I, um, when I left Glide again, Millicent, uh, Peter, I moved to um, uh, Craig Burn in Flagstaff Hill, and yep. then from Craigburn to uh, to the coast where I, I live now. And uh, sailing was inevitable that I was going to get into a sport like sailing, which used nature's energy the same as gliding in a sense. So um, I got into sailing uh, catamarans, and I built uh, quite a number of catamarans, including a mosquito catamarans and another beautiful uh, catamaran called a Taipan. And I sailed those at uh, Christie's Sailing Club for a number of years. And then recently um, we set up a training facility at the uh, Christie's uh, Sailing Club and I developed a, a curriculum so that Christie's Sailing Club became a Yachting Australia training centre. And from that time we, we set up adult courses for uh, students and adults to sail. Fantastic. I mean, you know, I admire that because, see, most people say, oh, me, 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 yes, I've got a boat, I can sail or whatever. But you not only thought of yourself, you keep, you're the sort of person that thinks of the community always. You think of sharing what you have, you know. This is what I'm trying to encourage people to do. I'm trying to encourage more and more people to think like you have, mm. you mm. know. So what? let me go back a, a little bit. What inspired you to do this and what do you think – from an early age, you've been giving to other people. I th I what think was your background? What was who motivated you? That was it an upbringing that your parents encouraged, or that's a, a like a, 
a good question, um, Peter. I've, you know, it's difficult to answer. I've, I've always felt, you know, that um, if you had a skill um, and you had the ability to impart and uh, uh, that skill to others, then then it was well worth uh, making uh, the effort. And I think having the skill level with the actual teaching skills were, were, were two were, were two um, natural plays that, that, that came together to answer your question, mm. I think, Peter. Yeah, I yeah. think, I mean, you know, I just wondered, like, were, was there some mentor that you had? Was there somebody that, you know, your parents that encouraged you to do that or a preacher, a, you know, a priest, a, a rabbi, somebody that, you know... I wish I could. I wish I could say yes. There was someone, but I can't really put my finger on on anyone. It's a, you know some of these things just work out natural. It's yeah. inevitable that a, that a, that a course is is followed. And I think, as I've said a number of times, you know, a, a teacher has a number of skills, and uh, and they find themselves in a position like that, and people look to them um, to perhaps play. A major role, like a, you know, as a as a a, um, a chief flying instructor of a gliding club, or a or or a principal of of a, a sailing club. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back and we'll talk a bit more about that as well. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with a Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2pm until 5pm for Saturday Sports Scoreboard. If you would like me to host the show live from your sporting event, simply email your request to info at italiauno.com.au. Plus, we'll be announcing a special sporting competition with great prizes to be won. That's Saturday Sports Scoreboard from 2pm every Saturday afternoon on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia Uno sta cercando te. Chiama l'82-123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. 
Radio Italia 1. Diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I mean, I just enjoy bringing this program to you every week here on Radio Italia Uno uh, from uh, Monday afternoon from 2 till 3, Happy Business Radio. You can listen to it uh, on your radios at home, in your car, in your workplace or wherever. You have a radio and, of course, on your phone or any other device. And, of course, from Monday evening, thanks to Podcast City, you can hear it on your podcast, whichever podcast you want to get it from. Google it, find it, Happy Business Radio, share it, let everybody know about it. Because my idea is to try and help as many people as I can, not just business people, but as many people as I can to have a happy life. And of course, happy business is all about working, being happy and creating happiness for other people around you. And look, I can honestly say that my special guest today, Brian Lee, has not only had a happy life himself and has done some wonderful things, but he's also made a lot of other people happy. You know, at school in the southeast, he's um, helped a lot of people there, created a lot of lasting friendships. But um, at the gliding club, Border Town, uh, in Millicent Gliding Club, uh, at the Christie's Beach Sailing Club, I mean, he's he's done windsurfing, he's done surfing, he's done um, also... Uh, an underwater uh, scuba, um, what is it, open water scuba license so he can go scuba diving anywhere he wants and and he's taught all this. So, you know, we, we keep on, we're talking about a, a person here who's made his whole life a serving lifestyle and helping others and sharing his talent, you know, and Brian, for that, I thank you because I think that too many people have talents that don't share, you know, have knowledge and don't share, have this is mine, 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 and uh, uh, seem to be afraid of sharing it with other people. Mm. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. You, you've also been on the, the maxi yachts, as we call them, 42-foot yacht, and being in that race from Adelaide to Port Lincoln and, and back, that's a three- or four-day race, isn't it? Uh, no, no, the Peter. The, there's a, a one, uh, an overnight race really oh, yeah. uh, every year. Um, from the Cruising Yacht Club of South Australia to uh, Port Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And I've been fortunate enough to sail um, on that race um, uh, a number of uh, times. Uh, right. My um, role has been as a, a crew member and then in later years as a navigator mm-hmm. where I'm re- responsible for the uh, for the calls in terms of the direction that the, the, the yacht takes, particularly at night in the dark. That would be a hard um, thing to do. Well, it's it's frightening when uh, when the weather really turns bad and you have to really rely on your instruments to to make to make those type of calls. But mm-hmm. uh, I've also been fortunate enough to have uh, good friends who have owned uh, a forty two foot far um, people by the name of um, uh, a Michael Keogh, who's a well, very well-known uh, boat builder in the southern uh, area, mm-hmm. and Jeff Furco, who who later owned uh, that boat, which was named the Spirit of Lexus. It was sponsored by uh, Lexus when we were racing, uh, and we named it uh, later the, the Gnome. But we took that uh, boat up along the east coast and sailed at Airlie Beach Race Week. 
Mm -hmm. And we also took it to Hamilton Island. We raced it at Hamilton Island and we actually won a a Hamilton Island um, uh, race week. Wow. So it was a a wonderful um, experience. Great experience. Wonderful wonderful experience. Yeah. And we've sailed the boat home. I've had some horrific trips and (laughs) and delivery (laughs) trips in that boat that I really don't want to mention. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, like any boat, you have really wonderful trips and then you have some hairy trips, you know, where the boat's like… I've had some hairy trips. Yeah. I tell you what. But, you know, what I wanted and what I admire, the fact is that all through your life you've volunteered, you've helped and you've created better things for other people, you know, and you've you've inspired other people to, to take up gliding. You've, insp- yeah. you've, you've taught other people to do that too. And, in, you know, in the sailing club you've, you've helped it and you ran, you ran the Christie's Beach Sailing Club and you, you made it into a, a national uh, training centre. Mm. You know, and yeah. and to achieve that, you know, you you got to give credit it, where credit's due. I think it's it's true too that while I have um, supported, you know, like our community and individuals in those areas you mentioned, it's all very so very true that I've I've got a lot and learn a lot from from very experienced yacht people in sailing that those bigger boats. Um, there are some uh, wonderful uh, sailors um, out there, and I've gained a a lot. Uh, from their knowledge and, and their experience to better, mm. so it's it's a two way street really. It's not uh, it's not one way, and I think any any situation uh, uh, like um, like uh, learning and teaching is always a, a two way street. Yeah, I look. I mean, I I love helping people. I mean, that's what Ron and I have been doing this podcast, and I keep saying, look, please. Get a mentor, get a coach, get mm. a trainer. Mm. You know, give me a call. Let me help you. Let me let mm. me advise you on what to do next. And it, mm. like I said, if I can't help you, I'll find somebody mm. who can. So it doesn't matter what area of life you're looking for support or help or just something. You know, to make things happen for you in a better way instead mm. of letting things happen. Um, I'm, you know, you know, very impressed uh, with the the podcast and 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 what your motivations are, Peter. And I think it's admirable. Um, that uh, that you um, offer that type of support to so many people, and if my my little bit can contribute and help, then then I'm I'm pleased. Look, every week, every week I get um, emails and messages, text messages, or you know WhatsApp messages or whatever, and every week I I have a list of people that I just send back messages as quick mm-hmm. as I can. And, and they're all basically the same. They're mm. all saying the same thing. Thank you. Mm. It's like getting a motivational speaker every mm. week. It's li- listening to a different motivational speaker every week. It's mm. like getting, uh, you know, tips every week. It's mm. like, you know, and we've had spe- people here who have been speakers here mm. and, and people we've had in the studio here yeah. and they've said they've listened to it and learned from other people, yeah. you know. So it's not like just me and Ron that listens to it is the other people that oh, listen to it. So and, very uh, much a sharing yeah, and giving, yeah, isn't it? Yep. So thank you very much again. Time is up and until we meet again, thank you. And Brian, thank you so much for oh, coming it's in. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Peter, yeah. and, and thank you, Ron. No, it's great. Thank you for listening to Radio Italia Uno. Happy business and hope to enjoy the podcast. Thank you, Ron. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. 
on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.